in five, four. <laughs> well, hello out there and welcome to a belated and long awaited new episode of Silence of the Fam. Uh, this is Bob Sheehy alongside my lovely daughter, Chrissy Sheehy. Say hello. Hello. So here's the deal, folks. We've actually done a couple of them, but we never seem to get them edited and sent out. This <laughs> time, uh, we're going to do our best to make sure this actually drops. In fact, it's so bad that my daughter gave me the topic, and I said, no, I know this story. I know this. We've done this. And she said, no, we haven't. And we looked through all the episodes, and it turns out this was one of the aborted episodes that never made it onto the air. <laughs> So we're going to do it again, and it's been so damn long since we did that one that it's going to be fresh, fresh for all of us, I think. <laughs> so I hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, COVID-2 is upon us, uh, the sequel. So, uh, yeah, they just came out Pardon with it. Part did? They just came out with a new indoor mask mandate in the city of Boston. And... Uh, I'm sure it's coming to a theater near you soon. So, uh, how have you been, young lady? Oh my God, this has been the craziest year of my life. Why is that? Well, I had kids, now I don't have kids. For very, like everything's great. She didn't lose them. I didn't lose them. They, they didn't go off in the woods. Yeah, and no not Amber come back. Alerts. <laughs> <laughs> No, just you know, everybody fell into the, the right place. Yeah, there was know? some temporary custody issues going on, and that seems to have resolved mm-hmm. itself. So Chrissy's life is back to. The way it once was, I would say normal, but I never thought her life was all yeah, that normal. it's not. <laughs> but we were... Oh, we should talk about our new recording studio. Oh, yes. Look at us. Well, we, we haven't quite figured out the technology. <laughs> we have two very nice-looking microphones. We we did get some Patreon money. The Patreon people never gave up on us. They kept giving, kicking in money every month. So we used the funds to buy some very, very high-tech microphones. And uh, so the sound quality, I'm hoping, is better. But we could only figure out how to do it with one of the microphones for at least this episode. We just spent the last couple hours trying to get that going. And uh, finally, we punted and said, we'll just use the one mic for the moment. And it's hanging here, looking very professional between it. And I actually have the headphones on, so I feel like a, uh, a rock star. He Stop. was singing some show tunes for the practice. Uh, by recording. show tunes, it, it, it's not like I was doing Gilbert and, Gilbert and Sullivan. I was doing like the opening theme song to Cheers and... Uh, Family Ties. Wait, are those not show tunes? They are tunes from shows. They're tunes from TV. They're TV show. I don't know what you call them. Tunes. No, show tunes are like... Theme songs. Yeah, theme songs. That's okay. what they are. Yeah, show tunes are like, uh, you know, Oklahoma where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. That's a show yeah, tune. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, my life is good now. How's your life? Well, things are okay. I, I took a job as a tour guide in the city of Boston for the summer, and... Uh, you know, the uh, comedy world really hasn't opened back up to my liking <laughs> at the moment. So uh, this is what I'm subjected to. But at least I, I have audiences every day. So it's kind of nice. I get to go out and tell jokes and teach people about the history of Boston, which is a beautiful city. And it's, uh, well, I'll give it a plug, Boston Segway Tour Company. If anybody's out there interested in coming in, just ask for Rob. I have to go by Rob. Captain uh, Rob. Captain Rob, because there was a Bob who worked there, and, uh, you know, I got relegated to the second banana status. But, uh, yeah, check it out on TripAdvisor Boston Segway Tours. We're uh, number one in the city. Number one in the city of Boston. Cool beans. So uh, that's what I've been up to. Um, 
I mean, you know, it's been, what, like almost a year since January, we did January was the last one. Um, well, we recorded one in, like, February that is now sitting on my niece's laptop, which is in Florida. Yeah. Well, so. it's my laptop, but she just took it with her. <laughs> As um, kids I want to do. Yeah, so we have another podcast, a couple episodes. We don't have another podcast. But we're podcast. pretty sure one of them is, one of the, is the subject we're going to cover, cover today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. I'm sure. And we can't even verify because I'm not going to be like... Hey, niece, can you listen to this? And tell me what it was about. <laughs> tell me what's about. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I, qu- I quit my job oh, since well, we started. Good for you. You yeah. know, I think I raised you right. Yeah. <laughs> quit and left and right. No, I quit a job. I took you didn't another quit. job. You uh, you were, you found an opportunity and you pursued it. So yeah, it was an yeah. upgrade in salary and commute and in... Uh, Happiness. Overall... Um, lifestyle choices so yeah. that's it my cat's the president the cat's the president he's the president president of the world the world the world president yeah the feline world president excellent he was um like he has this like jaguar walk jaguar wow jaguar walk say that he walks like a jaguar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i would phrase that <laughs> and like very intense and my boyfriend and i were standing on the couch and i just went which is funny for me. It's probably not funny for anyone else, but I think it's funny. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's all for you. Yeah. I do all my jokes for me. It's all for you. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. All right, we're going to... Next thing you know, I'm going to start singing the theme song to Cheers. Show tunes. (laughs) Show tunes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I sprained my foot this weekend. Yes, well, that's a self-inflicted wound, folks. She was at a concert. She was... Improperly imbibing, I guess, is what the does way that to put mean? Um, Drinking too much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. I, I was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, getting all defensive. I wasn't doing that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, exactly I was. what I was doing. That. <laughs> my ke- oh, not my chemical ram- romance. Um, Hawthorne Heights. What is that noise I keep hearing? Are you hitting the table? Oh, yes. Oh, rats. That's how sensitive this microphone Ooh, is. Oh, so sensitive. Huh? Wow. We were talking about our first few episodes and how much easier it was when I just put the phone on the table and we talked. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't sound that great nope. for you folks, but... Which is why we archived the very first episode, because <laughs> yes. we were like, nobody needs to hear this. Well, part of the problem was I forgot to shut the notification on my phone <laughs> up, so we were in the middle of talking, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> and then my speaker was dying, so in the back you hear, So... Of course, we want to thank all the Patreon folks out there who did keep kicking in the money so we were able to buy this equipment. Like I said, we're not using it for anything except, you know, trying to make the show better. And we're, we're going to, we really are going to endeavor to do a better job of getting these shows out on a regular basis now that life has returned to normal. The, the whole situation with Chrissy and her temporary custody really did mess things up because for those who've listened to all the episodes, you're aware of how little I actually do. And Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy carries the load. <laughs> when she was otherwise occupied, it was very difficult for us to get uh, any traction. So hopefully going forward, we'll be able to do this. So with that said, I don't know what else to talk about at this late juncture. I mean, yeah, I know. you know, there's this, you know, normally like when we were doing it every week or every two weeks, there was little enough that had happened where we could cover it, but there's, so much that's happened in the last eight or nine months that I don't think we can actually um, cover it all. If we, if we did, we'd be talking for hours and hours and hours. And then nobody would give a and shit. And no one would care. And also, we don't really give a shit. We hear it each other. Yeah. 
So. We're... <laughs> oh, you got eye surgery. I did get eye surgery. That's true. I got, um, so, you know, I'm not the youngest guy on the block and uh, my eyes started getting bad and my eyes have always been terrible anyway. And I thought, oh boy, here it goes. They're just, you know, it's finally all over. I'm going blind. But it turns out I had cataracts. So I had glasses, you know, I'm the thick glasses guy. I've been that way my whole life. And uh, so they they gave me this cataract surgery and they actually put like lenses on. They took my old lens out on my eyeball and put a new lens on my eyeball, which is and now my vision is like 2030 or something, which it's never been remotely close to that in my entire life. Is that LASIK or what? Hey, all right. That wasn't I my know, that phone. Was me. All right. I silenced my phone. <laughs> I just silenced so you know. it too, but. <laughs> but it dinged. You didn't silence uh, it. It vibrated. It dinged. I heard it ding. Don't tell me it vibrated. Oh, well, actually, you know what? It might be on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that cat? Is not cat. Uh, is that LASIK? No, it's not LASIK. It's uh, LASIK, actually. They could have made your eyes better. They can't give me LASIK. I have, uh, I only have one eye, so they won't try it. My Only one of my eyes is really functional, mm -hmm. so they won't even try it. But even if I did, I have astigmatism, which means my eyes shake like crazy. I have um, astigmatism. You do? Yeah. How exciting for you. Yeah. Isn't that awful? I didn't know that. When did you find that out? 2012. I don't wear my glasses. No, I took you to that appointment. They didn't say anything about it. Well, you might no, have. No, that's what they, they told me. They might have said a minor astigmatism. Mm. Yeah, it's very minor. But like, you see how? Oh my God, I've yeah. never noticed that before. Yeah. So I just shut Ooh, my we'll right eye. We'll have to take a video of that and put it up. <laughs> okay, I just shut my right eye, and my left eye just goes bananas. Hey, what does my eye do? That's fine. It's fine. Doesn't do anything. Maybe he's just trying to get money out of me. Are you riveted out there, folks, with this <laughs> visual radio that we're giving you? <laughs> Well, I don't know what else to do except maybe let's. Do you want to? Are you ready? Are we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's just jump right into the story. Um, so you know how normally I'd be like, my sources are. Blah, 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 blah. I decided I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put them in the show notes. Oh, okay. Which is what other people do. Um, shout out to Elena and Ash from Morbid. Okay. Because I was like, wow, that's so much better. Also, they're local here. Oh well, hello, Elena and. What Ash. is it? Ash? Ash and Elena? Yep. Hope all is well. And Elena's an autopsy technician, which I think is pretty cool. You know, that's what my wife said she would love to be. She's a nurse, and she would love to be an autopsy person. You know, that's funny, because I remember you just triggered a memory when uh, we You gotta stop clicking with your heel. I can hear every time you, you just you just did it on your... I didn't mean to. I hear everything in these... I mean, they're very sensitive. They're like a 90s yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't think it's me. I think it's this janky desk. Oh, well, it could be. Yeah, we have a janky desk. Yeah, we're going to get a new one, but for right now, we have this. Yeah, and we're also going to figure out the two microphone thing. Yeah. So someday that'll work. One, the fact that we're sitting in front of each other and recording is enough. So stop being so fucking selfish and asking <laughs> for We'll get there. Um, no, Kim, when we went to the Lizzie Borden house in like the fifth, when I was in the fifth grade, she was like obsessed with the. The um, autopsy being done on the kitchen table. I remember oh. that. That makes sense now. Do you oh. remember when, when, were you with us when we went to Body Works at the Museum no. of Science? Oh, that must have been me and Ryan just hiding because her and Ashley were, okay, that's another See? ding. It's your, can you it's silence that? Can I, you stop it? I'm going to try. Sophia just texted me and said, my new addiction is pizza piccata. Okay. In case anyone was wondering, preferences. I don't know what a piccata means. What is piccata? I don't know. Uh, 
I was going to say sausage. Um, pasta? I have no Question idea. mark? Andy, New Jersey, can you tell us? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy from New Jersey. Oh, I hope Andy's doing well. Yeah. I hope everyone's doing well, really. I hope everyone's doing well out there. This yeah, has it's been, been a while. It's been a while, and it's, it's been, been a year. It's been, a, what's it, 18 months now? Yeah. And remember, we started this being like, well, maybe in a few months it'll... Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. It started off at my last apartment at our kitchen table, at my kitchen table. Back before you had kids, then you had kids, then yeah. you didn't have kids. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's been like a whole <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. All right. So today... <coughs> okay, that's going to be an edit right there. <laughs> COVID? COVID. Oh, remember when we did the episode when my house was infested with COVID? We yes. did that over we Zoom. We did it over the Zoom, yes. Yep. In yes. this very room. <laughs> Right, so well, you were in this room. I, I was, in, I was room. in a different room. Yeah, we were. On the Zoom. Remember, you, Remember we did it and none of the sound came through, so yeah, we had to redo we it. Did the whole thing. <laughs> and I had to pretend to be spontaneous. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> I heard it 20 minutes ago. So. I think I had a gummy that night, too. I think yeah. I was a little gone. A little gummed out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today I'm going to do the survivor case. I figured, you know, it started off on a positive note. We can. This is fucking horrible. This is so bad. Yeah, I don't but know like, how, how positive this is. But she lives. Is. But and she like, does live. The fight inside of her and the strength inside of her. Like, just when I talk about, like, the specific things that she did to live, I'm like, oh, my. I sprained my ankle and I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm down for the yeah, count. I, I, yeah. I got to take a month off. Yep. All right. So, Mary Vincent was born in 1963 and grew up in Las Vegas with her family. She was one of seven children. Her parents both both worked for a casino. Her mom was a blackjack dealer, and her father was a machine repairman. And as I'm sure is the case with many teenage girls, Mary wasn't close with her parents during her teenage years. By the time she was 15, she... Are you trying to say you weren't close with me during your teenage years? You know, listen, (laughs) I'd be lying if I said in my look back on Facebook if... I didn't have to delete a few statuses that I wrote that I, from high school. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you write? Oh, do tell. No, because I said the R word before I realized the R word was bad. I said, my dad is fucking R worded. I don't even know what R word is. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to block, block that out. Okay, you can, okay. We'll do a little beep action. <laughs> Just shows you how, you know, hip and, yeah. and into it I am. I have no idea about these things. Yeah. But that's okay. You wrote that on Facebook in public. On Facebook in public. <laughs> you know, I've grown. <laughs> but I saw it, like, four years ago. It was like, on this day in, whatever, 2008, you said this. And I was like, oh, oh I'm deleting that. <laughs> we, we've grown. Yeah, grown. Well, I was just saying that because Mary is basically my age. So I wasn't specifically close with, particularly close with my parents. Did you say specifically? I said specifically, but then I realized I meant particularly. (laughs) I was trying to speak with specificity. I was going to say, I'm not atlantically close. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, by the time she was 15, she wasn't a stranger to skipping school. She also spent a summer with her boyfriend in Sausalito, Sausalito. Sausalito, California. It's in Marin County. Okay, yeah. It's off the, uh, it's like across the bay from San Francisco. Okay. How do you know that? It's where Tom Brady's from, Marin County. Oh, he's not from here? No, Tom Brady, no. Oh. Yeah. 
I he thought he was from here. He was from somewhere in Marin County. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. But I, oh. uh, you got to remember, I lived a year in San Francisco. Oh, right. That's where you ate sushi. Yes, that's where I ate sushi, thanks to Belinda Cruz. If Belinda, if you're out there listening, thank you for the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this boyfriend would eventually be picked up for rape, and I think that they weren't together anymore. That's all I have on him. So how old was she when she was She dating? was 15. I don't know how old he was. And her parents were not happy about this uh, I, I union, honestly I really assume. don't know much about her parents either. Um so I, I I know they were going through a divorce at this time, and I think that's what... They had seven kids and they got divorced? I guess so. That, that had to be just yeah. brutal. Yeah. Wow. So I saw in some sources that she was sleeping on the streets and sleeping in unlocked cars to avoid going home because of the divorce. I saw in another source that she was sleeping in her boyfriend's car and hitchhiking around just to, like... Survive. I just have to tell you that I had seven kids in my family, and I was born a year after her. So we basically grew up at the same time. And every time we move, it picks everything up. So I don't think the microphone does. I think just it's just the my headphones. headphones okay, I think. we'll see. And so I, uh, I can tell you that uh, by the time you're the se- if she was the seventh kid, by the time you show up, there's there's not a lot of. Let's say there's not a lot of helicopter parenting going on to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) They're basically not that interested. (laughs) Like, here's some cereal, leave me alone. No, 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 no. They wouldn't give me the cereal. Well, there's cereal in the cabinet if you're hungry. (laughs) Mom, I'm too. (laughs) It's like Matilda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know where exactly she was sleeping, if it was in unlocked cars, if it was in her boyfriend's car, but I'm just... I'm putting it out there in the universe. Um, in September of 1978, Mary decided she was going to hitchhike her way to Corona, California to visit her grandfather. She was hoping to pursue a career in dance and where better than go to California? And where, oh, where better to go? Than... Yeah, I tried to say it, but it, I don't know where, where Corona is, though. Is Corona <laughs> down by Hollywood or? I don't know, okay. Dad. I, I asked you how to get to the highway. Yeah, I, no, you, she did. So. First day she had a license. Have we yeah. covered that? I think this? we might have. <laughs> okay. Sounds like something we'd say. Um, as she was hitchhiking, she was holding up a sign that said, Heading South. Mary is one of three people standing together when Lawrence Singleton pulled, off, bleh, pulled up offering a ride. He said that he only had room for one person despite the van or car. I think it was a van. That it was a van, I, if I remember the story right. Okay. Um despite the entire vehicle being completely empty, which was kind of weird, but he invited Marion, Mary in, not Marion. Okay. He invited Mary in. Um, Shortly after getting in the car, Lawrence lit a cigarette, which caused Mary to sneeze. He reached over and felt her forehead and asked, asked if she was sick. And this made her very uncomfortable, like, don't touch me, buddy. But she, so she, like, backed away when he went to go touch her because it made her super uncomfortable. He didn't try anything after that, and she ended up falling asleep. Because she's just she was so tired. When she woke up, she realized they were driving to Nevada, which is like not where they prom- they talked about where she was going. And so she found I found this in one source. I also watched an I Survived by her. Um, not by her, but she was on the show I Survived season three, episode one. It's a really good episode. So she didn't mention this. I found this detail in another article. But she found a sharp stick in his car and pointed it at him and demanded they turn back and go. They turned back around and go in the direction that was promised. 
And he was like, I'm so sorry, I'm an honest man, I made a mistake, blah, 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 blah. And so they turned around. Mary believed that he was remorseful and that he, like, actually did just make a mistake and they continued on oh, with their ride. poor kid, she should have just told him, I'm getting out, pull yeah. this damn thing over, go but, away. But, you know, she's 15, so, like, I know, even I know. if she I did... I understand, yeah. but I'm just like, oh, yeah. God, there was an opportunity there. Right. To, to avoid all this nonsense. And this puts everything in perspective because I just raised a 15-year-old for the last year of my life, so I'm just, like, imagining... Like, when you're 15, you're like, oh, my God, I'm an adult, but when... I don't yeah, know, no. They're, then you're... That's a kid. Yeah. Um, they eventually made a quick stop near a rest area to use the bathroom. During the stop, Mary noticed that her shoe was untied, and she was like, ooh, I might have to make a run for it, so she got out of the car to tie her shoe... And as she was bent over, everything went black. He came out behind her um, with, what is it? A sledgehammer. A right? sledgehammer, yeah. yep. I was trying to do you and, like, talk out outside of my <laughs> writing, and then I got messed up. Um, and before she was tying her shoe, she was like, I'm healthy, he's not, I'm young, he's old, I can outrun him, tied the shoe, bam, hit with a sledgehammer, and then she blacked out. She woke up, and she was completely tied up in the back of the van, and one arm was tied against one side of the van, and the other one was tied against the other side of the van, so she was just, like, spread out. She couldn't move. He spent the next night raping her over and over and over again. She estimated around six or seven times. Oh, my God. He eventually falls asleep, but she was tied up so good that she couldn't fucking move, so she's just, like, sitting there while he's asleep. She remained awake the entire time, and she even remembers the sun starting to rise. The next morning, Barry... Mary begged to be let go, and Lawrence was like, if you want to be set free, I'll set you free. He walked up to her with a hatchet he got from his toolbox and cut off both of her arms. Inside the van? Yes. She was tied up. Oh, my God. That's just... And I believe it was inside the van, but it would make sense. Otherwise, she would have ran. Yeah, if he'd untied her. Um, He struck her left arm first, severing it just below her elbow. Oh! This is where, in the show, Mary starts to explain what happened, so I'm going to quote exactly what she said. She said, He took my left arm, took one swing, and I started to fall. And then he took another swing, and I grabbed his arm, I grabbed it real tight, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm holding him real tight on his arm, but I'm still falling. She looked down at her arm, and there was nothing there, just blood squirting out of her body. She said, I felt all the pain, the sharpness, the burning, and as the blood was leaking out of my body, I felt the hot ooze just flowing out of me. I felt everything. I was aware of everything. The pain was excruciating. He grabbed her right arm, and she started to kick and scream, hoping it would attract the attention of somebody nearby. Unfortunately, they were just, like, in a completely, like, desolate... desolate, yeah. yeah. But she kept fighting. Because she was kicking and screaming, it made it more difficult for him to just, like chop off her arm and like one clean thing so he had to keep chop 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 oh god Mm -hmm. that must have hurt mary was down on the ground and she noticed that this part freak freak me out is just sit uh, i'm just gonna say it mary was down on the ground and she noticed that larry was jerking his body and flicking his arm she couldn't figure what was happening but he kept jerking his arm repeatedly he, she finally noticed that her severed arm was still clutching at his arm, and he was trying to flick it off. Oh. So, like, it was... Yeah, she had grabbed a hold of it, and it yeah, hadn't let go. Yeah, that's insane. Yikes. Um, so, of course, like, she's bleeding a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, 
once he got her arm off, he started to drag her. She was still conscious, though, despite how much blood she had lost. She thinks that Larry, at this point, thought she was dead because she was she played dead, more or less. She was like, I can't move. I'm, right, I right. mean, I would also think she was dead, too. After yeah, I that. mean, you cut both arms off. Yeah. yeah. A lot of blood flowing out of there, I would think. He picks her up and throws her off of a 30-foot cliff, which causes four of her ribs to break. Oh. The amount of blood she, she lost put her body in complete shock. She continued to lay there, essentially bleeding to death, she didn't know if she had she didn't know if he had driven off or if he was just waiting there for her and so she's just terrified terrified to move terrified to not move because you know you That's don't know just, what's yeah. up there. She was exhausted and now she was freezing. I don't so it was in September. So and in California so it can't be that cold, well, right? But like, if you're losing that much it, blood, it, it's basically a desert. So at night it gets it can get pretty chilly in the desert. Most of California is basically a desert. And then also, I'm sure, like, with how much blood she's losing, her body's just, like... Plus, you said they were heading towards Nevada, and, like, right over northern California, where it hits Nevada, there's some mountains there, too. So oh, okay. Sierra Mountains. Oh, mountainy. Um, she was fighting the urge to go to sleep. She knew she couldn't. She, she said that she just had a voice in her head saying, you can't let him get away with this. He's going to do it to someone else. Don't let this happen to someone else. And, like... So she stuck the stumps of her arms into the dirt and the mud to compact them and prevent any additional bleeding, which is smart. That's pretty bright. And then, fucking badass, crawled up the 30-foot cliff with no fucking arms and four broken ribs. I can't, I just... Well, she probably didn't even feel the ribs at that yeah, point because she yeah. was in so much pain. Oh my god, I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of it, but, but yeah, I'm just saying that's she that's that's a ridiculous amount of pain. Yeah, yeah, I and like surprised that she didn't pass out. Yeah, I was gonna say didn't pass out from yeah. the level of pain, but her body's like that fight or flight mode or, the, or whatever. Not, not even the pain, the the loss of blood. You yeah. would think she would get so weak. So she ended so. I do talk about the loss of blood later on because it's okay. pretty insane. But by the time Mary had gotten to the road, it was already night, and she was having a hard time seeing. The only the only source of light that she had was the moon and the stars. Um, she could hear a faint noise of, like, whooshing traffic. So she was like, there has to be a highway around her somewhere. So she started walking in that direction. Um, but I think, so she says she woke up the, so that day, the day that her arm when she's still before the attack okay i'm pretty sure that happened in the morning okay so this was that well night, she, yeah because so you, she cause you said like, she was tied up and she saw the sun coming yeah, into yeah. the van so that would have happened just after the sunrise or whatever so i think that happened in the morning and then now this is at night yeah so this has been a 12 hour or 15 yeah. hour ordeal depending on time of year what time of year was it september so uh, this is a pretty long yeah, it's probably 15 hours later yeah it's dark out Um, so she started walking in the direction of the highway and she continued to walk until daylight. So that's why I brought up this. So this is like, she woke up, got attacked, was in a ditch all day and then crawled up that hill and then... Well, it probably took her most of the day to crawl up that hill. Yeah, probably. I don't, I didn't find how long that took her, but it must have taken a long time. This is like a 24 hour ordeal since her arms have been cut off. Oh my God. Um... So, at, so she kept walking until daylight, and at this point, they said it was close to three miles from the cliff. So she had walked three miles. 
The first car that came by had two guys in the car, and Mary just screamed, help me, and then the men took off. Well, you know, but Mary herself said, she was like, I understand why they felt inclined to run, because she described herself as, quote, something from a Fright Night movie. Yeah, I'm sure she was a bloody mess looking, yeah, uh, yeah unbelievably bad. But now... I'd still like to think I would stop and try to help I her, would, though. I would, you know, you... You never know until you're in that yeah, until situation. You're there, yeah. But like once they found out what happened, I'm sure they must. I would feel if they ever found horrible, out. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they would feel pretty bad. She kept walking, and then but then she was like, "I'm so discouraged because now people are going to be too afraid of me to even stop and help me." She's like, "I'm just going to die out here." But she kept going, and a couple who had either just who were on their way to their honeymoon or had just come back from their honeymoon. I think they were on their way to their on honeymoon. Their if I remember this story okay. correctly, from our previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, what if we did it and then we actually did post it and Oh god, if um, if this is a, if this is a rerun, god, we're sorry. Yeah. But, you know, it's 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 really the quality you've come to expect exactly. from Silence of the Fam. Yeah. <laughs> uh so okay, so that couple came across her and they immediately stopped to help. They wrapped her up in linens. Um, they were like, we're going to help yeah, you, we're going to help you. If I recall, you. it's like forever to another hospital, right? Well, they didn't come to the hospital. They ended up... They found a call Found thing. a phone. Yeah, like... Because like this is before cell phones, for all you 25-year-olds out there. <laughs> they found like a, an emergency call phone on the okay. highway, right? Isn't that what happened? I just said... I just read they found a phone. Yeah, so I believe, if I remember the first telling of this story, there was a... You know, back in the day, they don't have many more, I don't think, but... They would have little boxes out on the highway every 10 or 20 miles, and they were for emergency. So if you were, like, having trouble, your car broke down, whatever, you could call for help. Okay. Um, you know, they were landlines that were just out in the middle of nowhere and places like that. Right. Oh, so that's... I believe, if I remember, I could be wrong about this. I'm just trying to go from my memory from seven or eight months ago, but I believe that's what it was. They found, they got to one, and then... But they brought a helicopter or something? So, yeah. So, she ended up getting med-flighted yeah. to a hospital. Um, but she... So, the only thing she managed to say to these people was, he raped me. He raped me. I mean, obviously, so much other stuff happened. Right, right, like, right. That's the only thing she could say. <clears throat> so, Mary was so injured that she was med-flighted to a hospital. She lost over half of the blood in her body, and the remaining less than half had reached a toxic level like her blood was toxic but she, i don't know what that means do you know what that means i i think you're you're you can get like a blood infection and i think she might have just gotten a blood infection okay um I obviously they could fix it so. th- that's what mary said on i survived and i didn't look too much further into okay. what that meant so if you know andy andy um, yeah <laughs> god we're terrible yeah. <laughs> Um, but she was like, my body was so determined to live that it just, it kept functioning with the toxic blood. I think, I don't think it should have, like in any other normal situation, I think she would have been a goner, but so 15 year old Mary provided a description of Larry in order to come up with a sketch and it took 10 days, but I guess the, the description was so accurate that people who knew him saw that and were like, that's Larry. So it took 10 days, but finally the police were able to identify and charge Larry Singleton as her attacker. 
Mary was fit with prosthetics, and then she returned to school. And I, I don't know if she returned to her previous school, but I know at some point she goes to a school, like, for people who have handicaps and, like, whatever. So the next time Mary saw this man was in court. She said she was terrified because he was so close. He was, like, eight feet away from her. She testified it against him. Testified it. She tes- Good for you, Mary. Right? I- yeah. No, good for her. You got to be strong. Good for you. And... Lawrence, piece of shit, Singleton, insisted that he didn't commit this crime, that she was just a, quote, $10 whore. He was convicted of rape and attempted murder, and he was sentenced to 14 years in prison. All of 14, right? All of 14, which was the maximum amount of time for that crime in California. So, as Mary was leaving the courtroom, she had to pass him to, like, get out, and he leaned in her and said, if it's the last thing I do, I will finish the job. Wow, what a scumbag. Uh-huh. In 1987, Lauren Singleton was paroled after only eight years. Eight, eight years. fucking years. raping this girl repeatedly. Cutting her fucking arms off. Oh, my God. And, of course, Mary's fucking terrified, um, especially because of the threat, like, Right. Threat aside, that's terrifying, but the the threat just adds a whole new layer. So, and so, so this is the best part. So many towns refused to let Singleton live there during his parole. So, like, people went up in arms, like, no, he can't fucking live here. That they had to give him a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin to live there. Nice. Because anywhere else he would have been... Dead. I, I wish he had gone anywhere else. I wouldn't give it. I get. I might have given him a sleeping bag. Right. Yeah. Here you, there you go. Sucks to pal. suck, buddy. Yeah. Uh, he would eventually. I don't know when exactly, but he would eventually move back to his home state of Florida. Um, that comes later, which is what I wrote. So I was talking like we were getting on the Florida topic, but we're not. <laughs> he decided. Uh, he decided that he was the victim in the attack against Mary Vincent. He thinks he's the victim. How was he the victim? He claimed that she forced him to kidnap her with the intent of robbery. He said that she was threatening to tell everyone he raped her if he didn't comply. Yeah, if he didn't comply. comply. Okay. He says that this is what caused him to become violent. He also said that he felt so bad for Mary after he filed to sue her. He filed filed to to sue her. Sue her. Holy crap. I I don't remember this from the first part. He filed to sue her. And he felt so guilty. He couldn't sleep for three nights, and he kept vomiting. Poor guy. Why was was he feeling ill? Because he filed a lawsuit? No, that's what he's saying. Like, I think he's trying to act like he, like, is a human being somewhere inside, and he's like, nope, uh, I need to do it for me, but, like, I feel bad doing it because poor Mary, but, like, poor me, I was wrongfully imprisoned, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God, this guy sounds like a real piece of work. Mary wasn't the only person terrified of Lawrence Singleton. His own daughter, Deborah, went into hiding when he was released. His own daughter His own was daughter. afraid of him? Mm-hmm. She begged law enforcement to find a way to keep him behind, behind bars. In her own words... Quote, I asked California prison personnel what could be done to keep him in longer. And I was told there was nothing. They suggested I obtain a restraining order at the time of his release. Sorry, but I mean this quite sarcastically. I tell you he's a ja- I tell you he's a danger. I said that before his first crime. I've changed my name multiple times and am moving across state lines. And you all suggest a piece of paper that will tell him exactly where I am, what my name is, 
and to not come with 300 feet of me. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> His own kid. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, later on, obviously, Deborah's concern would prove to be valid. Yeah, guys like that don't change. Nope. So, in 1990... Okay, so 1990 is when he moved to Florida. He was arrested there for petty theft. He was sentenced to two years, but of course he didn't serve the entire sentence. I don't know why this dude just keeps lucking out. In 1997, Singleton lured a, a woman who was a sex worker named Roxanne Hayes into his home. He attacked her, and neighbors heard the attack, so they called the police. When the police arrived, they found him covered in blood, Roxanne's body, and Roxanne's dead body on the floor. Oh, my God. She was a mother of three, and oh. he co- he just took her life. Just just, just, just because, yep. yeah. Well, at least in Florida, they kill him. Yeah, he... Did they kill him? Well, he put, got put on death row. Yeah. So, Florida doesn't mess around. Florida and Texas don't mess around with this kind of stuff. He was convicted of her murder and sentenced to death. And Mary also testified at this trial, too. So, fuck yeah, Mary. Good for her. Right? Good job, Mary. If you're out there listening in our listening audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 2001, while on death row, he died of cancer. Oh, I know. damn it. That's too bad. I, I hope know. it was a painful Yeah, painful, death. like oh, yeah. a... Like stomach cancer or yeah, something. Yeah, lots of <laughs> vomiting blood. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he stepped on a few Legos. <laughs> so, is there anything more painful than stepping on no, a Lego? It's so no. painful. I stubbed my toe on a vacuum cleaner the other day, and I cried for twenty minutes. I just yeah. sat there crying. Ah! Toes are rough. Oh, toes God, are it's rough. brutal. So, I'm gonna end this on a on a kind of a positive note. So, Mary, remember he she. Blah, 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 Mary used to want to be a dancer when she was younger. Remember, that's why she yep. was going to um, California. Her grandfather's yep. in Corona. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. My Corona. <laughs> I thought it was Sharona. It is, but oh, I, okay. I was improvising there. Oh, okay. I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you want to go. <laughs> Let everybody know your name. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Wrap it up. They had to use a I'll part take of... take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had to use a part of her leg to reconstruct her arms. Okay. Um, so she can't really dance anymore. Um, she found a new calling and has become an artist, and some of her work is actually selling for over $2,000. I tried to find where you can buy her art, just so I could like be like, hey, yeah, we go give her check a plug her for our for our hundreds of thousands of listeners yeah, out there. All of them in <laughs> Vietnam. Um, <clears throat> oh, I wonder if the Vietnamese have missed us. Yeah, they have. I bet they, they have. have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I couldn't find where you could buy her art. But if you know where to buy her art, yeah, let us please know, let us we'll, know. We'll let the world we'll, know. Yeah, we'll put it on our. But I did find a a cool. So you, what's the this lady? The red um, bandana during the war. We oh, Rosie do, the Riveter? Yeah, so people have, so she has, like, hooks, like, for, she doesn't have, like, prosthetic hands. She has, like, hooks at the end of her hands. Really? <clears throat> yeah, and that's, like, how she does her art. And it looks oh. like there's two hooks that, like, clamp together, so that's how she picks Pick stuff, stuff up. Picks stuff up or whatever, yeah. Um, but, so there was, what is it, Rosie? The Riveter. Riveter. So people... Made a painting out of her, but like, oh okay, like, like she a, has hooks, like her hands, her in the in the Rosie the Riveter um, pose. 
mm-hmm. like making a muscle and yeah, yeah, yeah. with a bandana around her head and yeah. the, oh, and the hooks. Nice. And it says it said something like, um, "Be a badass," or like Mary Vincent or something like oh, that, nice. which I thought was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Nice job, Mary yeah. Vincent. Way to way to rebound. No kidding. Kid. No kidding. No kidding. I can't believe I, fifteen years old. I. <sighs> so that's all I got. Okay, well, very well done, young lady. I think that's a that's a riveting story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's a that's a that's uh, I don't want to call it a good story. But there are never any good stories. No, but, it, but it's it's, it's horrifying. An yeah, it's an inspiring story. story. As horrifying as that story is, Mary, you know, really took lemons and made lemonade out of it the best yep. she could. So good for her. Yep. And she was saying now, like, she's happy to be at a point in her life where people don't look at her and, like, oh, you're the girl who got attacked. You're just Mary Vincent. Like, people yeah. who meet her now think she was born that way with her arms. And, and I don't know if she has any leg issues or what, but yeah, other scars they just think that she was born that way. And, like, people don't ask her questions all the time. And she's, like, you know, it's an, a good place to be in life. And oh, she good. has... Um, Two, I think she has two sons, but she has a couple sons at least, which is two, but she has a few sons at least. Um, and that the scumbag is dead, and so he's she dead. doesn't have to worry about his threat. Yep. Yep. All right. All right, folks. Well, you can find us on Facebook, and I can't remember one of these addresses, so wherever we are. Um, Silence of the Fam, a true crime podcast. Then we have Instagram, which is. Yeah, we don't know. Silence of the Fam pod. <laughs> We have a Twitter, Fam Silence, and I'm not even gonna try and talk about the website because I have a friend who's gonna design us a new website. So I'm just gonna. Yeah, where, how's that coming? Has he started yet? No, I haven't Is asked him. Is he done yet? No, I haven't asked him. <laughs> well, I did ask him, but he said let me know yeah, when to start doing. All it. All right. Well, so. if you're listening there, JJ, JJ, get on it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, excellent job. I know this wasn't. Well, how long is this? I don't know. I don't know how to tell this app. Okay. I know this isn't one of our longer ones, but at least we got it out. It's here. <laughs> so hopefully we'll do another episode this week and, you know, it won't drop this week probably. Maybe it'll drop next week, but I I actually have to write one. So hopefully we... Yeah, he's been on my case saying, did you write it yet? Did you write it yet? Did you write it? Comes up because, well, I didn't write mine, so... Yeah, well, she took one that from months ago that was already done. It's not like she didn't... I anything. didn't even know! <laughs> That's because we had a special guest who came in, and it was actually a hysterical yeah, it was good. Uh, episode, but for some reason my daughter didn't want to uh, publish it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. We talked about the cuddler and all sorts of things. Um, you don't know who the cuddler is. I know. But I, it was, a, it was a, a, a boyfriend of one of our guests, and I named him a superhero, the cuddler. The cuddler <laughs> I yep. just had this picture of the superhero cuddler. <laughs> It had to be inside my warped mind, I guess, to think that was funny. One day, whenever I get my laptop in Florida back, I can... Yeah, we'll we'll put it out there for the Patreon people. We'll just give it to them. Yeah. We won't even edit it. We'll just just put it out out raw. I don't even know if I could listen. I remember... Okay, so I had like a couple... I I did try to edit it, but I also took a gummy... And I was just like laughing along with us, and I was like, "Shit, I'm supposed to be working." Oh, it was it was hysterically funny. It was a very very funny episode, but for some reason, I don't know why, my daughter didn't want to publish it. So, all right, we will. Uh, I don't know until next time. I guess. How do we sign off? I don't even remember. Do we have a sign off? 
Bye. I don't think so. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, everybody stay safe. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's very natural. Bye. <laughs>